Hello and welcome to Woman to Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Denise Hinkson Lawrence, and I'm excited that you have decided to join me on this journey towards wellness. Well, we're excited on today. Today, I have a special guest I would love to introduce. Her name is Deborah Grant, coming to us all the way from Barbados. And so we're just going to jump right into our conversation on today. Again, I'm your host, Denise Hinkson Lawrence, and thank you for tuning in to Woman to Woman Podcast. Hello, good morning, Deborah. How are you? Good morning, Denise. I'm fantastic, fabulous, great day, and thank you so much for having me on this morning. It's an honor to have you. It's an honor to have you. So I, I say I'm going to introduce this fantastic guest. So tell us a little bit about Deborah. Who's Deborah? All the way from Barbados. <laughs> well, that is often a very difficult question to answer because I don't want to list titles. You know, I think we should talk about who we are as a person, but then you don't want to sound as though you're boasting. So it's always like a little catch there, what you're going to do. <laughs> so I'm just going to say I, I, I'm just a child of God, passionate for him and the journey he has me on. And because of that, I'm able to become, uh, I'm an accountant by profession as well, as though I'm not practicing in the profession right now. I do still offer services to persons. I have a young company, Chatter House Audio Tours, where we do heritage and cultural tours. And that is my passion because it gets me to be able to kind of get an understanding of who we are as a people, not only Black people, not only Black people in, the, in Barbados and the Caribbean, but around the world on our journey. But I get to find out about all the other peoples of the world and how um, their journey has been an influence on who they are today. I also have another company called DS Grace, and we use that one to fund or to support our Airbnb experience, where I get to host someone in my home um, for short-term visits to Barbados. And that too is an awesome experience because I have such lovely people. And then most of the time, I mean, 99.9% .9 of the time when they leave their family, they came as complete strangers, but by the time they leave their family, and that is, that is great. And I am, I'm also a minister in the Amy Zion Church. So okay. I'm a deacon. I'm at the first level of, of becoming an elder. And that was from March of 2020. And that too is a great, um, that one I don't usually like to talk about because I think serving God um, you know, there's a certain amount that you have to make sure God is getting all the praise all the time because yes. he's the one that provides everything. Um, but that is a great experience. Actually, right now there, there are some, some, some vineyards and some, some fields are being opened up for me to step into that I'm like, okay, all right. Just hold I on there. <laughs> I'm going to hear me roar. <laughs> I've been, I'm, I serve on many committees, leader, lead in some committees. Um, you know, I usually have a rule that I only serve lead in any um, executive for two years. I always felt that I must the first year to come in and get a sense, the second year to set my foundation, make my mark and move on and let persons follow up onto me. Um, so that is usually my, my train of thought where that's concerned. And now I think, I think I've covered most of them. So now I will get to my most recent achievement and that is of being an author. And that is in itself, um, talk about being, you know, like walking in purpose because there've been friends who've been telling me for years, you need to write a story, you need to write a book. I have a friend who would always say, oh, the journalist has arrived, you know, cause I always spin these stories and, and I would be like, ah. <laughs> 
And a few years ago, a friend said, you know, you need to get published. And I was like, publish what? That, you know, that's not for me and whatever. And here I am, um, just about short of seven days later, I can now boast of being on the Amazon bestselling list in one of the categories. And that is fantastic. <laughs> Listen, I can feel the joy. I, I, I know I can identify them in the other book, but I'm telling you, you know, I know what that feels like. I, I love the way you introduce yourself. You covered all angles, so just in case. We know you're an accountant. We know you're into the touring and education of uh, tour guide of letting you know your culture and understanding people in different areas, as well as the Airbnb. You know, I stop right there, right? Because I love to travel. I was like, what? Okay, you know, my next trip was going to be. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And as, as we can hear and see, you fill with joy. And we can feel it coming across even on these um, waves here. So again, welcome, welcome. It's such a pleasure to have you on. I know we we meet on Saturdays and we see each other on the Zoom early in the morning, so 5 o'clock a.m. <laughs> in the Saturday morning <laughs> on the Navigating Life platform. But had it not been for God and opening those doors and those channels, um, even though your friends were telling you for years, Deb, you should write something, Deb, yeah, you should get something published. Look at God, you have those images behind you right now, mindset, identity, relationships, navigating life with that. And that's the book that you're in. And as we open the book, <laughs> whose story do we see first? So yes. Absolutely excited about that. But I want to talk to you a little bit about that. What was it like for you, even before we get into the actual story itself, just being on the Navigating Life and when that offer was presented, what were your reactions? What were your thoughts? Um, how did you feel? And then through the whole process itself, was there a moment like, um, I don't, maybe, maybe not. Mm, is this real? Is this not real? What was it like for you, Deb? I would love to say I had those type of experiences. I really would, but I can't because yes, I, all these different things were said beforehand. I was invited to navigate in life since last year, but it was that particular morning of the launch of the anthology that at three minutes before the end of navigating life, I signed on mm. and heard about the, oh, we're getting, we're going to launch the anthology. We're going to launch the anthology. And as I've said before, I had no idea what anthology was. So I had to go Google it quickly to find out what is this these people are talking about? Right. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it never, for that entire morning and that entire journey, it never dawned on me that this meant I'll be writing my story and this was what was going to be happening. That, that never crossed my mind. It was, this was something happening. Just be involved. Just, just sign up. As I said, uh, my my challenge was because I'm in tourism, I would, I would not have had any income for over a year. So I here I am sitting and here's this opportunity. And then I hear, oh, there's a scholarship. And I go, okay, what's the email address? And I literally went into the next um, tab and, yeah. and sent an email off as did giving the information and I'm giving my story and saying what my situation is like. I would love to be part of it. You know, Can I get a scholarship, please? And I, do, I did everything that they said to do that morning. And then after I came off the call, I thought to myself, what did you just do? <laughs> Come on. And then, yeah, and then I said, you know what? 
I'm not even going to bother myself because God, you've just been ordering my steps. And if this is supposed to happen, it will happen. So there's no need for me to worry. There's no need for me to be anxious and not even as to what I'm going to write. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and that was it. So we go now, we get our first, um, they then give us tips on how to start writing. And just one morning I got up and I started writing. Wow. wow. I just started writing. And then I said, you better stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped and then I said, but wait a minute, this is not exactly the format in which they told you to write. Uh -huh. So you got to find out whether this is acceptable, which I did. And they said, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. That's fine. I was like, oh, okay, great. The day that we had our first writing class, I was actually sitting in a line of cars mm. going to get my first shot of the COVID vaccine. Uh-huh. So here I am, everyone is around me in this heat and everything. And I'm in, I'm zoned into this writing class and I'm writing and, and because everyone says to, you know, we're writing here and I'm trying to formulate in this not perfect writing environment. But right. still God is, is revealing to me how he wants this story to be revealed. And, and pretty much as the saying goes, you know, it was only the second session when we had to share our story and I saw the reaction that I realized, okay, God, I, I see, I see what you're doing here now. I, I know, I now can see what you're doing here. Oh my goodness. What a, what a journey. I love the fact that you said when you saw, when you log on just at the, the ending and to hear, and you say, what am I doing? But what you did was to capture the moment. You seized the moment yes. and you went in not knowing, unaware of what's next. And whether the financial obligations and all these other things that will go with it, but you just heard, received it and responded immediately. And I like that, you know, oftentimes we, we are given opportunities and we find ourselves in a situation. We don't know how to seize that moment, live in the present, the now mm -hmm. and act on it right away. So I'm glad you did because look at it now, yes. number one, best selling. I mean, it is what it is, right? <laughs> we celebrate God for what he's doing. And there's nothing wrong in celebrating yourself, you know, because you're not doing it to rise yourself above him, but you're doing it to see how and where he has brought you from. So, um, you know, you talk a little bit about those writing classes. I was never a part of that, but that's, that's a different story. But, um, you know, moving from there to there to now where we can actually hold in our hand this product of something that you contributed to along with 29 other um, amazing phenomenal women who shared their story and I'm a firm believer I say this quote all the time it's the quote I use I've written it said it on many platforms there's therapeutic value in shared story and the event and the purpose of it as we're called ambassadors of hope is to bring hope to those that will pick up a copy and read and I love it because even on the volume that I'm on, I'm in, I read the other stories and I, you know, made a purpose to also purchase the other book just to read those stories. And I mean, I cry, I walk away, I, you know, and even with yours to begin with, just the title, be careful what you let yourself believe, navigating rejection. What a title. Talk to me a little bit about that. Talk that, to us that, that, that title that title was just here god just literally said here i didn't have to struggle he just said this is the title i wrote it down i didn't say maybe it's too many words maybe it, it does it needs a little punch here nothing this was what he gave and that's exactly what i wrote 
And it was only afterwards that I recognized the power of the title to what he was going to then birth through the various um, sections of the story. And that, that then I said, okay, this is definitely a, a, an example of when you just respond to his prompting and the Holy Spirit, because I could have gone the route of calling up marketing people or my friends and saying, you know, do you think this is a good title? Do you think this is whatever? No, this was the title he gave and then he birthed everything through that. And based on the response that I've been getting by the title alone, as you've said, I, I know for sure that's what he wanted. Yeah, because that, that be careful what you let yourself believe because it is so important, our thoughts, determine our actions, our thoughts determine where we go, our thoughts determine who we are. And so if you allow yourself to believe negativity, then you will feed and live with that for a very long time until you change that thought process. So I love it. I mean, there's so much you can get from that. Be careful what you believe. And then that whole part, navigating rejection. There's so many of us even today Mm -hmm. that are still dealing with rejection from every form. Yep. From yep. every form. Yep. So yep. I don't want you to go too much into it because I want our listeners to buy the book, purchase the book, listen to the book, download the book, audio, whatever. And we don't have the audio yet. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking it, you know, it, it might, it's coming. It's coming. It would be a great thing to have just all these women just reading. It would be awesome. The different voices and the the, the effect of the voices that it will bring. So I'm speaking that into existence, prophetic. Yes. <laughs> but on, on a serious note, talk a little bit about um, that story. You don't have to go into detail. If you want to share and read it, that's fine. Um, but what was it like writing that? And what give us the basis as to what that was for you, navigating rejection, or even the part where you said, be careful of what you let yourself believe. What was that experience yeah. for you like? That experience to me was pretty, I think um, I've been pressing into God for quite a while now to, uh, you know, for that breakthrough, for that, for, I can, I can see that he has greater things in store for me, but there was something that was, that kept blocking me along the way. And, and, you know, sometimes you would think, oh, it's this or it's that. And it's, and I thought, well, no, I, I, I every time I go back, it had, it's something else, it's something else. And, and in talking to persons, it was going back to just keep going back, just keep asking the question, why? So mm. it, it, I asked the first why, and when I got the answer to that why, then asked another why and another why until I got back all the way down to my childhood and the why back into childhood. And, and that brought me to that point. And while I was aware of this situation um, having an impact, I didn't realize until this, this exercise, or I didn't acknowledge until this exercise that it was really the seed of, of mm. everything else that had happened. And the, the issue was that as much as I am very, I would say I communicate fairly well in terms of my emotions. I had a friend who told me many years ago, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So I thought, well, okay, I'm fine with that. There was this one conversation that I never had. And that was with the person who um, was part of the seed. I wouldn't say it was a seed, it was part of the seed. And because I never had that conversation, I just held on to that, whatever was presented to me in that, in that moment for that seed to be. And I then realized that that was what I had to address. That that seed was what I had to address. And until I did that, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't break free. I couldn't I couldn't become it's everything and every you know everything that God wanted me to be until I addressed that. But I was afraid. Mm. I was mm. I was scared stiff to address that that seed because I didn't know 
um, how this person would react. I didn't want you. I didn't want you drama. I, and but not more the drama. I didn't want to hurt the person because I thought for me, I was in a good place that I could I could live with it kind of thing. But right. I didn't want to hurt the other person. And as much as the, the, what the other person in my mind did hurt me my entire life, I still didn't want to hurt that person. Wow. And I wanted, I, I also had to go through a period of forgiveness that again, not for the other person because, and this is a different person now in the story, who was who was part of that seed, you know? Um, and the thing is, is that other that other person is no longer alive, so I couldn't even forgive them from that point of view. But I had to forgive them from me in my heart. And that whole process, I realized I had to address that in order to break free into into whoever you know who God is calling me to be. Because I keep hearing that I'm calling you from I'm calling you for greater, I'm calling you for greater. But I still was holding back because yeah. of that of that, yeah. of that seed. And that seed was the reason why I kept believing that, oh, he's calling me for greater, but it can't be greater because I am not worthy of being greater. I don't deserve to be greater. And again, it, it all then went back to that seed and having to address that seed was um, was really what needed to be done to, to get to this point of breakthrough. Wow, thank you for that. I love that. I love that. Allowing God to take you through that process. And that's a process of unmasking. And I think oftentimes we as women and individuals, whether we're saved or not, we wear this mask. And for some of us, I believe that we've been wearing the mask for so long that we're not even aware that when we begin to unmask, it may pull our skin off as well because we've worn it for so long and we have to go back. We have to go deeper than than then we want to sometime to be able. And I love you talk about the forgiveness thing. And I always say this, that forgiveness is a process and it may be a painful process, but it's a process that we must endure ourselves and allow ourselves to go through to be ordered to be delivered from the original cause of the reason why the experience as to why we're going through this. So unless if you don't, you don't want to go through, cause you're like, I don't want to forgive because then that person is going to be let off the hook. I don't want to go through the process of, of doing this because I'm going to have to relive it, but it's necessary for you to go back to it, to be delivered and completely heal from it. And uh, man, uh, thank God that you allow God to take you through that journey, that process of healing, because now you can share your story from a better place and somebody is going to connect. Somebody's going to, it's going to resonate with them. It's going to empower and it's going to uplift, but you had to go through it, right? So you're yes. the Peter that had to go through it, but thank God that he's, you've allowed yourself to trust him enough to take you to that process to where you are now healed and can share. That is so powerful. Um, the other part you talk about is rejection. Talk a little bit about rejection. So many of us are going through and dealing with that concept of rejection. Women are dealing with it on a daily basis. What does rejection, and, and, and I know it has to tie in also, again, with that seed, right? Because that seed of negativity that was planned to begin with, you know, you have some people who are told you'll never be anything thing or uh, you're a woman or um you're not worthy or i never loved you i never wanted you, you know whatever it is those negative seed they have it and they continue to live that life based on what someone has said to them before and then they go through these series of rejection talk to us a little bit about that what is rejection what was that like and how you journey um even without going into the depth of the story just rejection on a whole 
Oh, don't worry. I can tell you many stories without even touching what's in the book. <laughs> so don't worry. What I find interesting, though, is for my journey of rejection is that it was not what was interesting is that I was rejected from this in terms of the seed, but my father was such a strong force of, of worthy, reaffirming my worthiness and, and constantly pushing me and pushing me and pushing me that it was kind of interesting that I would even fall for the seed. You know, it was quite it, because he was he was such a strong force, and it's still such a strong force in my life. Although he's been dead longer than uh, that, he was alive with me. You know, but his his presence was such a strong force. It's still amazing that in spite of all he put in me, that I, that rejection still was allowed to get that root, and and that I always I find that always amazing. So to a certain extent, I I am I'm I feel a sense of of. Um, on work, not on worthiness, like I'm not able to help those who don't even have that, who have like complete rejection all around them. I don't know if my story is going to be quite for them because I still have that element of, of support to a certain extent. He would have died um, four days, three, four days before my 21st birthday. And I thought my world was coming to an end. And that's where the rejection, the rest of the rejection then came in. Although I knew what he said, I didn't have anyone like him supporting me from there on so that was that was that rejection part was was then allowed to i guess overtake me in in, in somewhat in some ways but the rejection for me permeated everything everything that everything that i did and and everything that i did well or with confidence was because i heard my father's voice and not only my earthly father's voice but my heavenly father's voice and i always say thank you that thank you i have a, a small d daddy and a big d daddy i like that i like that i like that so i always say thank you daddy to the both daddies because whenever i achieve something or whenever i go after something with confidence it is usually their voice i'm hearing and when i when i feel down and all that is the other voices i'm hearing and you know the other voices are rejection for example i was so slim you know, like most of us have been as women, most of us in our teenage years was also slim or whatever. But because of things that persons in the neighborhood said to me, I thought I was at least 500 pounds. Wow. What a wrong assault. And this time I was like probably 110 pounds. Mm. But in my mind, I am walking around and I'm actually buying clothes for not 500 pounds, but I'm buying clothes for a big person although I'm a skinny person because of what these persons have said to me and make me feel as though my body was not worthy. My, wow. my, so even my body, I rejected my body. And it's only in recent years um, or months that I've started to accept my body and not reject it anymore. So even my body, I rejected. Um, I, would, I would go places. I remember going to a restaurant and I'm standing in the line and this young, this young man never saw him before, never saw him afterwards. Um, said something to me that was quite complimentary in terms of my intellect. And I looked at him like, why did you say that? He said, um, I can see you're, you're very, you always try to be very unassuming. And that has stuck with me from then till now, because I realized that here is this complete stranger and he could see that I was trying to dumb down myself because I didn't want to be rejected. 
I didn't want persons to see who wow. I truly, I didn't want people, persons to see who I truly was. I didn't want people to see what I could truly achieve because I didn't want them to reject me. And not that I would fail at what I'm doing, but that they wouldn't like me. Mm. You know, they wouldn't like me. And I, I wanted them to like me. Um, and the interesting thing is that I wanted them to like me, but I didn't want them necessarily to be in my space. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't have two ones, okay? <laughs> Choose which one, right? <laughs> this is presented to you before this day. Choose which one. But I hear you. I hear you. And a lot of, lot of us are struggling with that. That sense of identity, that sense of feeling worthy, that sense of, uh, you know, believing who you are. And, and we're fighting and struggling with that because we've been told one thing and then now you're trying to introduce something new to me. And, and that's, I'm glad how you tied it in even with the word of God, because we know what the word says, but because we've heard these negative things, right? We then tend now to believe these negative things over a period of time. And so it just magnifies it. It amplifies it. And the word of God, which tells us that we are lovely and of good report is like, really? Uh, I'm a royal priesthood. Are you crazy? Okay. It becomes like the fine print, you know, you know, those fine prints on contracts that we never really read, you know, but we see the other things that's bold written. So the bold things are the negative things that people have been saying to us about our lives. And we have been living it according to what's been spoken. And we tend to believe it. So now when the real truth comes in, it's so fine. You need your glasses, you know, you're putting the paper out here, the Bible, like, did that say I'm fearful, fearfully? And, uh, you know, it's like you can't see it because you've lived this lie, this narrative, this negative seed for so long. Mm-hmm. And we still have people who are trying to get out of that. They're, you know, they're, they're listening to the motivational speeches. They're listening to inspirational things and they're trying to partake in these things, but somehow it still pulls them back. What do you say to someone who's struggling with that? How do you navigate through rejection? I, I've been there and the really and truly the end result is look yourself in the mirror, every single opportunity you get and speak the truth. Speak the truth to yourself. Speak the truth that you know God has said about you. And even if you don't, if you're not a believer, if you happen to be hearing this, this, this segment and you're not a believer, speak the truth that you know that you are. Because if you sit down and you think about it, you know that there's no reason you were put on this earth to be abused. There's no reason you were born into this earth to be lesser of a person than you were intended to be, regardless of what your faith base is. So I would start by saying, look in the mirror. If you don't have a, a mirror in the bathroom, just buy a little big, a little small cosmetic mirror at Walmart or wherever the $3 store. And just every time that someone says something to you that is negative or a thought comes into your mind that is negative, take up that mirror and look at yourself and remind yourself of who you really are. And you are, and over time, you'll eventually really believe what it is because you are not going, it's only so much you can do to lie to yourself when you're looking yourself straight in the eye. It forces you to be truthful with yourself. When you have to look yourself in the eye, it forces you to speak your truth. And that's what I would encourage persons to start doing. Start speaking your truth to yourself. Wow. Thank you for that. I want to touch um, a little bit before we close about rejection. How does one handle rejection when they are of faith and the rejection happens in the 
church setting. And I know you can speak to that even from a personal space. So how does one navigate with that when the rejection comes from even in the house of God? Well, what I can say now is that you have to know your relationship. Is church a business, a, a community space? Is church an association? Or is church where you go to build on your relationship with God? And once you keep your focus that you're, you're there based on your relationship with God and not with people and you're being obedient to him and not to man, then that helps the process. It's not going to be easy because unfortunately you're going to find out that although you're in the church and you expect that the more persons who will be thinking relationship, you'll be shocked to see even your leaders are not thinking relationship with God, but they're thinking head of an organization, a multi-million dollar organization or, or, or a social club or whatever. And therefore you're gonna to have to keep yourself rooted in knowing, building your relationship. And you can only do that by being in constant word and prayer with them, of course. It has to be a personal journey you're having. And then you'll be able to stand up then when you're in that church environment and you're being called upon repeatedly to do something and you have to say, nope, I'm not doing that. And they go, Oh, but you're, no, I'm not doing that. And when you say something like, I'm taking holiday, and someone says to you, but you can't take holiday from church. Oh, yes, I can. Oh, yes, you can. All right, because as, as, we, as we often read in the Bible, but somehow we seem to forget, um, Jesus, God rested on the seventh day. Jesus, before his ministry, before his ministry, went to 40 days in the wilderness, what do you think he was in the wilderness doing, working? No, he was pressing into his God and preparing himself for ministry. Every time um, Jesus did something, there was a period of rest before or afterwards. And there was a reason for that, to be able to reconnect with the Father, to find out what the Father's purpose is. And it's the same for us in church. So don't let us continue to buy into the false narrative that we've built about what church is about and what church work is about. It's time for us to change that narrative and bring it back into what the word of God says it's about. I love that. Thank you so much for that. Because I'm a firm believer of that. And I tell I told someone the other day, I've been anointed now with the gift of no. Oh, listen, it flows so beautiful off my tongue. <laughs> no. I can say it in any form. No. 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 And I give my no without any explanation, okay? So I've been anointed with the gift of saying no. Why? Because I've been there, done that. I can certainly identify with what you just shared. And it's so powerful because we pour and we pour and we pour. And then sometimes we go get refilled only to pour again. And then what happens when you're chipped and broken, right? So there's balance, there's boundaries, and that is killing the narrative by saying no, mm -hmm. it's okay to take a vacation from church. Yes. I love that. I love that. I love that. I lo oh my goodness, we could talk for hours going on. I just love it. I love it. I love it. I'm so honored that you accepted this invite to come on to share um, this journey and so powerful. If someone wanted to follow you or to get in touch with you, how would they, how would they be able to? Okay, so the best ways may be on Facebook, um, Deborah Grant and uh, Facebook. Um, look for the Deborah Grant in Barbados. Don't forget that. <laughs> there are many of us around the world, even in Barbados. 
but more than likely you'll see a picture of myself or the book um just check a lot of my stuff is public although there's some things that are private so you should be able to find me easily on facebook i am just on instagram i was on instagram with my company now i'm on instagram with myself as debbie.bgi or deborah grant uh, either one and as long as you do those uh, or send me an email at debbieagrant at gmail.com and the debbie is spelled d-e-b-y a grant at gmail.com i'll be sure to send you all my other handles but i'm on linkedin as well as deborah grant so you can find me you can definitely put deborah grant in in barbados and i'm sure you'll find something about me and be able to get in contact with me and i'll be happy to share i mean we talked a lot about the, the church work here but my other passion is relationships romantic relationships so anyone anyone out there wanting to share please feel free to reach out to me Hey, did you say romantic relationships? Yes, I did. Uh, talk a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being nosy now. Talk a little bit about that. What, what kind of a romantic relationship are we talking about here? <laughs> you know, uh, you know that's something that, that you said. It's so it's something that we're so afraid to speak of, especially as single women. Uh, I always say to my friend, one of my best friends, that I believe my soulmate is out there, and I will be getting married to that soulmate sometime. And she goes, oh, go, girl, as though it's some distance, something. No, 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 no. I know what God did in his word. I know, I know he did with Sarah. I know what he can do. So, I mean, giving me as my soulmate is nothing for my God, but he's not going to give me any and everyone. And I, and I often, I have a prayer journal and one of the, and the day that I'm dedicated to my soulmate, I say, thank you, God, for preparing my soulmate as you're preparing me. So that when we meet, we will be a complete hold within you. Not to say that we are not holes, we are going to be holes in ourselves, but we're going to come together and complement each other and not be a burden according to the world, but we're going to be one according to you. Listen, your confidence is like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There's so much that was downloaded and shared on today. Oh my goodness. It's a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. So again, ladies, if you're listening, this is Deborah Grant. You can follow her on social media, on Facebook or on Instagram. And you want to get that email address again so that they can reach out to you. And also with the romantic conversation. I love it. And Deborah is indeed one of the authors of uh, the 29 authors of the Navigating Life, Mindset, Identity, and Relationships, as well as the second book, Navigating Life, Health, uh, Grief, and Loss, which yours truly is in. <laughs> and of course, was compiled by Claudine Reed, MBE in the UK, and published by Divine Flow Publishing, the one and only Camille Daly from House of Ilona and Ordain Magazine. Just some phenomenal women that they are in their rights of what they have accomplished and how they were able through the leading of God to gather these 29 phenomenal women, phenomenal, phenomenal women that share their story to impact, to encourage, and to empower. So we hope you had something that you can take away from this conversation. Of course, I will ask Deborah one last call to action that you would like to give to our people to, that are listening and are also watching. But again, you want to go on to um, 
um, what is, do you have a PayPal link that you, or any link that you would like for them to get directly a book from you, a signed copy um, um, in, in, in the future, if so needed? How can they reach out to you to get, um, obviously they'll purchase the book and read other people's story, but to get a signed copy from you and a special message that I'm sure you will write inside that book. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The book will be coming with a special message. Remember to fix that crown. Uh, so therefore, I would suggest that you either contact me via one of the social media handles so that I can send you the link for that for that payment. So I do have an order form that I can just send off to you and you give me all your information as well as the link for it. And um, for those I even have, if you don't want to purchase, if you already bought a book, but you just want to support me, um, there's a donation line as well so that you can do so. And I encourage you to support all the authors. You know, however, you, you must have you must have at least 29 friends. So yeah. you can buy a book for 29 of your friends, okay? Or encourage your 29 friends to buy a book. So we encourage you to just support all the authors if possible. Um, but you also asked what would that what would my call to action be? And therefore my call to action would be to say to you, fix your crown, my 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 father prince princess. You know your royalty just fix your crown and if you need some help in fixing that crown just reach out to someone else and they'll be there to help you make sure you reach out to someone who knows about how to wear crowns though <laughs> come on now. can you have the blind leading the blind right here no 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 so make sure you get your crown when you fix that crown don't worry um i i often say i start when i reach a particular milestone i started over my life so i'm now five years old all right, so it doesn't matter where you are, you can restart your life and change the trajectory of the rest of your life. So don't think, oh my goodness, I did all this and all these bad things happened, or all this whatever happened. No, believe you me, you can't start over. I'm living testimony, my first five years of this new life, fabulous. Beautiful. And it will be the same for you. Absolutely, thank you so much. You can restart, restart, reposition, rethink, and reposition yourself to be rewarded for a new life. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Deborah Grant, for being on with us. And again, this is Deborah Grant. Yes, she is one of the 29 authors of the bestseller, both books. Okay, navigating mindset, identity, and relationships, as well as navigating life, health, grief, and loss. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for coming. And ladies, we thank you for listening on today. We hope at some point in this conversation, you were, you were blessed that you were able to have something that you can take away with. And again, thank you for listening to Woman to Woman podcast. I'm your host, Denise Hankson Lawrence. And we had the pleasure with our guest today, Deborah Grant, author of Navigating Life, Mindset, Identity, and Relationships. And she's in Barbados. Get the Airbnb now. All right. Thank you all for listening. God bless you. And until next time, God bless. <laughs>